right. So welcome to the Praxis Behind the Obscure podcast. And in the second episode, I have a good friend of mine, Mr. Zina-san. <laughs> We've known each other maybe, I don't know, maybe seven years or so, would you say? Uh, Something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it goes back a while. It goes back to 2012, eight years, seven, eight years, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So, uh, yeah, he lived out here in Korea and then recently moved back to America. And uh, very interesting timing because I think it was about a month, maybe a month or two after you went back. That's when the pandemic started, right? Something like that? It it started right before I got back. But, yeah, it started here in America right in that first month that, that I got here. So um, mm -hmm. it's been mm -hmm. a lot of sheltering in place. Right, right, right. And I noticed that you use this as a chance, you know, some people use it as a chance to whine and complain or other people use it as a chance to, I don't know, sit at home and watch Netflix or something. But uh, I, I recall you saying you read a lot of books and did a lot of inner work and spiritual work and kind of maximize the pandemic in that regard, right? So um, I thought it'd be good to have you on today. And uh, just to start out, I'm curious, how would you define spirituality what would you say is the purpose of spirituality uh well how i would define spirituality to to start with there are um three aspects to the self right we have mm -hmm. our our body which is uh, driven by evolution our evolutionary needs um our emotions um we can think of this as our lizard brain right so we have our body we have our mind which is maybe our higher functioning. It's our uh, identity. It's our stories about our life. It's our judgments. It's um, where our ego lives. And then we have this uh, third part of ourselves that a lot of people are not conscious of, and that's our higher consciousness. Um, mm -hmm. So it, in the definition of spirituality, our goal then is to become more aware of our higher consciousness and there are advantages to that, which we can talk about a little bit later. And uh, we do that not by adding things, but mm -hmm. by removing obstacles. And specifically the ego is a, a, our obstacle to our higher consciousness um, and our, our connectedness to more useful emotional states. Mm, okay, cool. Yeah, I like that definition. Um, okay, so what would you say is the value in this? Like some people might listen to that and say that sounds cool or interesting or nice theory, bro, or something like that, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Come at but me, bro. Uh, what would you say like, yeah, yeah. What would you say is the value in this or, you know, the purpose, the value? Why, why should someone, you know, get into something like this? Um, I think I think when we look at what the value is, we have to also understand like why the ego is an obstacle and what the um, unvalue is in the normalness that people go through everyday mm -hmm. life. Because um, when we come at interacting with the world from the ego state, and a lot of people when they hear ego, they think of like, oh, I'm better than everyone else, but it's just uh, also, you could be like, oh, I'm, I'm the weakest, right? So it's about mm. somehow being more than somebody else, even if it's like being the worst or the best. But when we, when we come from the approach to the world of coming from the ego, it's always unfulfilled. Um, mm -hmm. And a, a term you might have heard is um, hedonistic adaptation. So we strive and we work and we get that first million dollars. Are we satisfied? Sure. Does that make us happy? Does that make us whole? Does that make us complete? Or do we immediately need the next 2000 to $2 million? Sure. Right. So mm -hmm. when we're interacting with the world from uh, the ego state, uh, what people would normally call happiness, or I call satisfaction. And that's always temporary. Okay. So we're never whole or complete. There's always going to be that that need, and and always um, 
when we when we reach a level that we think will make us complete or whole, it never does. So okay. the value is once we remove the obstacle of negative emotions and ego, then um, we're vibrating at a higher state of consciousness. We're more connected to mm-hmm. a true state of love uh, rather than a needy attached state of love, which is the ego state of love. So that okay. our... So you, you would say it leads to a more fulfilling, uh, just overall a more sense of fulfillment or wellness or things along those lines, rather than sort of being a crack addict chasing the next, what would you say next high or next thing that you think is going to fulfill you, which in turn doesn't, right? It's an endless cycle. Yeah. So, so the value is that you actually connect to, to wholeness and completeness Mm -hmm. and uh, you, you, you're, you find freedom from pain and suffering. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, the first noble truth of Buddhism, and you'll find this in um, Stoicism also, uh, is that life has suffering. So mm-hmm. the, the path of spirituality is the, you know, question of, okay, so how do I end suffering in my life? Right. And you end suffering in your life by reducing your ego and your emotional pain. And then once you remove those obstacles, your natural state of love, joy, and peace get to shine through. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Makes, abs- makes absolute sense. Yeah. I'm very familiar with Buddhism. So, uh, yeah, it definitely makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting. So, you know, if somebody's listening to this, they might think, how how would one do something like this? Like, you know, there's meditation, there's um, a lot of different kind of techniques, different teachings out there, right? Um, maybe you can share perhaps your own personal practice or personal experience working, you know, with the ego and sort of achieving wholeness, as you mentioned, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I do want to start out by saying, like, I am, I'm a student. I'm not I'm trying not to put my ego into this and like be like, oh, I've got it down. I'm perfect. Listen to everything I have to say. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I feel like we fluctuate and we vibrate higher and we go to a higher state and we can fall and we go back up. And, you know, w- once we've realized a higher state, um, it's easier to get back to because you can recognize it. And I will say like, for our listeners out there who maybe aren't sure what I'm talking about, like if you've ever been in nature or watched a sunset and you felt like just totally at, at peace, you look at something really, really beautiful and your mind stops talking and you, you feel at peace and like one with the universe or a loving feeling, that is kind of the state I'm talking about that you can reach. Mm-hmm. Um, so as, sort of sort of a transcendent kind of consciousness, right? Yeah, yeah. As a reference point, I think most people at some point in their life have experienced something like that, where they've actually, sure. not through a conscious practice or anything, but just through the beauty of the universe, you know, been able to have their ego just be quiet for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've read many books and tried many things. And for me, the most effective thing I, I've used, meditation is definitely helpful. I've read a lot of people don't really know. A lot of people take meditation way too seriously is what it is. They, <laughs> yeah, <that's a> <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Like they, they think I have to that's sit cross-legged fair. for 10 hours and mm-hmm. have the Zen monks hit me with a stick when I fall asleep or... Um, if right. you're, yeah, if you're taking it too seriously, you might be doing it wrong. <clears throat> uh, so mm-hmm. one thing is to like not get caught up in the form, find what's what's comfortable for you. Like I'll do standing, I'll do moving, I'll do lying, you know, I'll do like sure. several, th- several things in one session, um, mm-hmm. what works for you and meditation helps for you into the present moment. Um, the mm-hmm. book letting go, which we, we were discussing we might uh, we're going to discuss a little bit later but this is this has been a really key breakthrough so like 
before I'd read Byron Katie and the work and done the, you know, letting go of your thoughts, right? Being able to control or let go of negative thoughts that come up. But mm-hmm. one of the big breakthroughs I've had listening to and reading the book, uh, letting go is that if we let go of our emotions, our emotions are mm-hmm. responsible for, you know, tens or hundreds or thousands of different thoughts. Sure. So uh, w- the practice of letting go of our emotions basically is a very efficient way of reducing our ego. So my, uh, mm-hmm. I'll give it, I want to give a very specific technique that I use that is the most effective one. So. If, okay. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So with meditation, um, and it could be standing or sitting or lying, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, but closing your eyes so that you can focus on your inner, inner body. And mm-hmm. then, then I use uh, a breathing and visualization technique. So, okay. um, you know, normally with meditation, you, you slow down your breathing, you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. So I will do this and I will, I will visualize breathing in uh, blue-white healing light into my body. Mm-hmm and it will push down into my body. And then I will imagine the negative emotion as a black or red or red, black or yellow, depending on the emotion. I'll imagine it as a physical substance, like a smoke or a tar. And as the, as the blue healing light that I'm breathing in through my nose goes down and in, it pushes up the negative energy, negative emotion, and I breathe it out however many times it takes Mm. for me to imagine breathing in positive healing, blue light, breathing out negative emotion. Mm. And I feel, yeah, I find I find the visualization helps, you know, uh, helps solidify that emotion into an object that can be dealt with or handled. Right. Okay. That's really good. I like, um, I think the fact that you incorporate, so many things into it like breathing and visualization and emotions and feelings like i find that um you know there are different there are different ways to meditate i generally meditate every day but i found that techniques that involve you know maybe initially you just want to focus on breathing or pranayama something like that just to get into the flow of things or a very simple meditative technique like mindfulness perhaps right but uh, i find like the more that you incorporate um different aspects, different focuses, like you were saying, the energy, the breathing, the emotions, then you you become very absorbed into it. It becomes even more powerful, I would say, in my experience personally. Yeah. Um, And and it uh, becomes more of like a a real experience, right? It becomes more real, so to speak. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a a very visually oriented person too. And I want to recognize like maybe if you're Mm -hmm. more like if you're a musician, maybe you'll imagine like a sound. Maybe that's more useful Mm -hmm, to you. mm -hmm. So like, just because I know that this Mm -hmm. works for me, I'm not trying to say it works for everybody, but it's, you know, a template that can be Mm -hmm. used using audio visualization, maybe kinesthetics. I notice if I put my hands Mm -hmm. in different positions on my body or different formations with my fingers and my hands, it creates different energy resonances. So mm-hmm. people can experiment with like that a mudra, kind of like a mudra or something like this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, that's very interesting. Um, one thing I do notice too, we're talking about meditation, is that uh, a lot of people they quit meditation because, or these kind of techniques, because their mind starts wandering, or you know, they're like, it doesn't work for me, or something, right? And so they, uh, you know, they get very judgmental about their mind wandering rather than, mm. you know, it's, it's very normal in, in these kind of practices, right? So um, a Buddhist meditation teacher, I remember they taught, like, when your mind starts thinking, just say to yourself, thinking, realize that you're thinking, and then go back to the breathing or back to the, you know, practice that you're doing rather than, so it's a very non-judgmental, yeah, more objective yeah. Like realization that okay, I'm thinking now. Okay, I kind of lost track. Okay, now back to. I I, you know, I think it's a big mistake doing. to believe that you shouldn't be thinking when you're meditating because your mind is automatic. Mm, okay. Your mind is automatic. Right. Like, it's just gonna keep going. Blah right. blah 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 blah. 
right? Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have total control over that. Meditation does help you, like if you focus on your body and stuff, it helps bring you into the present moment rather than like some of your worries about the future, or regrets about the past. It can definitely reduce that flow. But yeah, forgiving yourself sure. for the fact that your mind is always looking to be talking. Sure, sure, sure. And like you said, the techniques that you were, or the technique that you recommended, that sort of focuses or your your central focus is more on the breathing and the energy and the emotions. So that sort of gets your, what would you say, your perspective or your... It occupies sort of like the, the mind, gives it something to be occupied by, for sure. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 the main... The center of your awareness is not really on your thoughts anymore. You total, totally change perspectives, right? So yeah. that can help a lot, I think. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, that sounds like a good yeah. technique. I mean, that's that's uh, definitely something I read a lot in whatever comment sections. Is you know, people are like, "Oh, I I can't stop my brain when I'm thinking. I'm like when I'm meditating. I'm like that's you're missing the point. That's not the point. <laughs> you have to like you have to forgive yourself for the fact that that's what your mind would." You know that's what your ego wants to do all the time so you have to let you let the f thoughts do do what they do and you just don't you don't take them seriously you don't you don't mistake right. them for who you right. are it's it's just your mind talking and that's one of the biggest breakthroughs i had early on well i guess midway on uh but that you are not your mind Mm -hmm. Right. And it, yeah, exactly. You're, that's, you're, that's you're a, the listening, right? So don't mistake the speaking for who you really are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I remember uh, this is some old school reference. You might you might get this one. But do you remember the uh, popular book in the 60s? It was Be Here Now by Ram Dass. Oh, I know Ram I'm sure Dass, you probably sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he always talked about the witness, right? Like you're not the thoughts. It's yeah. the awareness behind it, the witness, exactly. he calls it, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's Yeah, you make a good point, too. A lot of people, they try to, like, it's like they're trying to stop thinking, which that creates even more resistance, right? So it's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go into meditation and try to kill the mind and stop thinking when, and it works a lot better, at least for me, and it sounds like for you, too, and most people. It's not like you're trying to kill your brain from thinking or you're going in in a battle to stop thinking. It's more that you shift your focus to something else, right? Yeah. It's more of a shift. Yeah. rather than and that's, some sort of that's why yeah. like letting go of your emotions because it's more of like a felt thing than a thought thing is more productive and you don't have to name your emotions you like you don't have to recognize that this emotion you can but you don't have to recognize like exactly what it is you can just feel it in your body Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. okay that's really good yeah and a lot of us especially guys i would say is we can, we'll have a tendency to be more cerebral or logical. And so just getting in touch with your feelings can be very powerful. You know, Absolutely. I think a lot of women are kind of naturally intuitive or naturally emotional, but as a guy, getting yourself out of your head into your emotional body, that alone can be a huge, you know, like almost like a transcendent yeah. experience because you're yeah. almost, you're not used to experiencing the world in this, that way, right? It's a whole different, um, yeah, I mean, the, say, yeah, shift, yeah. the guys are, you know, not, not supposed to show their emotions or, um, it's a weakness. Um, of course that's mm -hmm. all ego The like, I'm weak if I do this or that. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a lot of social conditioning kind of yeah. forces. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, okay, cool. So I remember that, uh, when we caught up the last time you kept mentioning this book, called uh letting go yeah the path to surrender and i recently started it i'm probably uh, about a quarter in and i uh, really like the content so far like you know it started out i was like oh, all right this is okay and then it just got you know it's getting really good um and so maybe you know how, do, how did you find out about this book that'd be a good question uh well i i was you know sheltering in place and watching you know self-improvement <laughs> videos and uh russell brand is a particular mm. favorite of mine he's got really good stuff to say about relationships actually and you know eliminating our ego and relationships but mm -hmm. uh yeah so it came up as a book that um he recommended and talked about and then it showed up in like my youtube feed and so i started listening to it and uh 
you know, then like, as I was listening to in the first quarter, I like immediately had two major breakthroughs and um, emotions I was holding on to. Um, mm -hmm. uh, specifically, like the first one was I'd, I'd become a total nihilist through the last election and in, in politics and just thinking, you know, <laughs> the, the world's going to end. We're all going to die because everyone's an idiot and we're the pollution and you know, no sure. one, no one does anything to take care of it. Um, you know, there's, and there was this, uh, the emotion is fear. The emotion yeah. is fear. Yeah. Well, and, and that's well, a lot that's of what, what politics sells, right? Sure. Sure. I mean, I think that's what, uh, that's a downside of like social media. You know, you have chat groups or Facebook groups or Instagram or whatever, right? Every time yeah. you look at something, I'm, Oftentimes, the narratives that get driven are those that stir up negative emotions, right? Just yeah. nonstop. And so. in the, like, of course, in the last four years, and a lot of like, you know, side X is evil. No, it's side Y that's evil. <laughs> uh, oh, sure. So there's also anger and resentment, you know, a lot of that. Um, so mm -hmm. I just had this sudden moment of clarity that I was trying to be master of the universe and like I actually had no power and all this fear emotion was like <laughs> hurting my body hurting me physically hurting me mentally emotionally and spiritually and was adding no value to my life and so I did the visualization meditation technique and <sighs> let go of all the fear and then as I let go of that fear which had been so massive such a burden you know, there was mm -hmm. an immediate surge of energy because it takes so much energy to hold on to that. Um, sure, sure. But um, I think a lot of people are probably in the position that you were, right? Yeah. And so they, it's almost, it becomes a, um, I think Eckhart Tolle talks about this in The Power of Now, like the pain body, right? Like, yeah. So, for example, Trump, the reason my life sucks is because of Trump. I hate Trump, Trump. And then you go on Facebook and you post about Trump. And then you complain to your friends about Trump and, yeah. uh, or whatever it is. It can, well, you know, well, one thing to realize Trump. is that there's, there's a payoff, right? There's a payoff right. to, to that stuff. Like, um, it's not my fault oh. or right. I'm better right. than the other people. That's a payoff. I'm better than, you know, these other people <laughs> like really right. boost your ego. So you have to like acknowledge exactly. and let go of the payoffs. Right, exactly. But it, yeah, it becomes like, it's almost like you just become an addict, you create this pain body, you create this entity, right? Mm. And uh, you just need to keep feeding it to stay alive too. It's like, then you're, you're up at night, oh, what's what's the latest about Trump? Is it Russia? Is it what did he say? What did he tweet? And then you just want to keep, you know, you check your phone log. Oh, see, I knew that motherfucker. He did it again. Look what he said. Yeah, it just becomes this like, it's like you're need the next bump of coke or something, you know, yeah. really. And it's like the whole time you were, it's just such a waste of time where you could have, you know, it's not, it's not, um, enriching your life in any way, in any no. real way. Right. And, it's and a very low you, vibrational energy connect, to get attached to. When you, when you let that go and you're able to connect, um, well, there's a chart and the higher levels you expand, right? So in the lower levels, mm -hmm. you're in like fear and shame and guilt and anger. And the higher levels, it's like love and joy and peace. And you expand. And when you can, when you connect with that love, you actually feel sorry for like Trump. Mm -hmm. You, you know, there's a compassion for the other side. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't, it's, it's, it, I don't know. It's a, it's a better feeling. And it's not like, it's not like a feel sorry for like, Oh, I feel sorry for him. I'm better. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a true, yeah, it's, it's like a true compassion right. for everybody really. Um, right. Right. Speaking of that chart. So I'm in the part of the book right now where, um, at least he discussed it one or two points, he talked about the chakras a little bit, and then he talked about different emotions. And uh, he said something like, I, I forgot the name of the chart, but he said on the bottom, there's like guilt and shame. Yeah. Fear, yeah, these kind of things. And then at the top, you have love and so, peace, joy, enlightenment. Yeah. So, uh, right. so I'm, looking, yeah, at the, I'm extent, looking at the chart right uh, now. So if you, if you imagine like an upside down cone, right? So that mm -hmm. at the top, it's expansive. And at the bottom, it narrows down. Uh, you know, are the, the negative emotions, which are contracting 
who we are in the universe, who we are in the world, right? And the lowest level is shame and guilt, which is like suicidal thoughts, total abandonment of like any hope, right? Right. And, and actually like fear and desire and anger are a little bit higher up because they have more energy behind them. Sure. Um, and then you, you get up a little bit further to like kind of a normal life would be like courage or neutrality or willingness where you're like able to connect. So like I, I see it as not like linear, but like up and down. So you're like, you kind of like dip in and out if you're a normal mm -hmm. person. But at the higher levels, you know, you're, you're able to like connect to that love sometimes and you understand what it's like and, you know, then you kind of like live a normal life and you go through your practice. And the goal <laughs> then is to like live in those higher states for uh, longer periods of time because of the, the value um, they bring. Um, sure, sure. And you can, you can kind of be aware of what what triggers these things I would say too, right? Like, so for example, say you log into Facebook and you're, you know, to go back to the analogy of earlier, it's like, yeah, fuck Trump. And then, you know, well, it, you is, get addicted. This is why I've like tried to eliminate all news from my feeds. Like no news. Right, okay, that's, news okay, that's news good, lives in mitigate. fear. New, news yeah. <laughs> lives in like feeding the, the lower states. Uh, sure, 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 sure. So you can kind of see what uh, triggers this sort of lower vibration, this sort of contraction, right? And uh, even mitigate it. Like for you, you said you block certain feeds or, right? Things like this. Yeah. I mean, as we improve, then we're affected less by triggers and we're stronger. Mm -hmm. But while you're working on, on getting to that state, you know, um, being around positive people, being around positive feedback and, and like shrinking the negative triggers is definitely good policy. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. It's all where you put your focus. And yeah, like you said, the more you're able to, I would say the more you're able to stay centered and mindful and, you know, the more these practices are ingrained in you, then yeah, I mean, it's not really going to affect you as much, but it's not like you're going to consciously seek out like, oh, I'm going to go on the news and <laughs> mentally masturbate to this for 12 hours or something like that, right? So, uh, yeah, a lot, of, pe a lot of people do. Not, a not lot of actually people do. doing it, right? <laughs> can help. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, okay. So, what, what were your, after reading the book, uh, did you read it one time or did you read it several times by now? Um, I'm on my like fifth listening and I'm about, 30% through the hard copy. My ego is definitely uh, kind of blocking me from like, there's resistance in going through the hard copy because it's like more intense to like have to read through it and highlight and, um, you know, definitely a, a bit more of a challenging exercise than just listening through it. But yeah, I've listened through it four times. Um, okay. Okay. So I think it's I think it's one of those ones that that you study and get deeper understanding with each uh, study. Um, I mean, he, a large portion of the book is him going through each emotions on the scale, each of the emotions on the scale, and discussing you know what those look like, what those feel like, what our actions are, what the opposite actions would be, uh, sure. so that we can recognize you know our lower states and our higher states um as we as we go through those through those so um like mm -hmm. I, I was listening to the one on pride this evening and i was like oh no it's totally me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like you're reading yeah they perfectly described me in this book <laughs> yeah so that's good yeah. you know it's, uh, yeah it's the good. best once you once you recognize the, uh... it you can handle it hopefully Right, right. I find the best books are those types where you can go back later, you know, you read it a few times and then you go back a year later or months later, a few years later, and uh, you just get even more from it, right? Like it's another teaching opens to you read it before, but it didn't really resonate or that door wasn't really open at that point in time, right? But then you go back in a second reading, third reading, and then it's like another key gets unlocked, right? Yeah. Another lesson presents itself. Those are really, really good books. Yeah. Kind of like uh, 
the uh, Power of Now was kind of like that for me. I read yeah. it a few times, and each time it was like was definitely different... like that. Definitely. Yeah, it was like a different. It was like reading a different book in some respects, right? Each, as, for yeah. me, at least. Yeah. As as we grow, our openness to new information grows too. Like the first time I heard Eckhart Tolle, my mom had like given me some CDs. Um, this was still the nineties. <laughs> So <laughs> giving me some CDs to listen to because I was going through a tough time and I was just like, I fucking hate this guy's voice. Why is he talking so slow? Speed it up, bro. Come on. Uh, absolutely hated the guy because um, that's where that's the state I was at. I was in a total pain body, um, total resistance. Uh, so, you know, that's I, I hope that people are open and ready for like immediate and rapid success but sometimes we have to start at where we're at and and slowly work towards it mm -hmm. okay um totally agree there uh what would you say um are maybe like the biggest i don't know maybe the biggest takeaways or like what, what have you gotten the most out of the book would you say it's it's definitely the key super secret is our emotions are responsible for thousands of thoughts. So Byron Katie and her book, The Work, are, is excellent when it comes to like how to handle negative thinking. But the, the ability to like immediately just release thousands of thoughts by releasing an emotion is a game changer. So that's, that's the really big uh, takeaway. Like um, the, another, another realization I had when I was going through the first listening of the book um, was just about an idea I had from childhood and being like a middle child and that it's, it's not enough that I had like mm. this historical emotional holding, you know, that, mm -hmm. so you can like go back and like heal your childhood emotions and let those go. And like, once again, the, once you release that, because it takes so much energy to hold on to that, you have like massive amounts of energy. You open up your heart chakra. Um, mm -hmm. So I, the efficiency of handling your spiritual growth at the level of emotion and through the art of letting go, because you can let go of stories about your life also. It can be at the level of thought. Um, but just letting go and not doing it from like a logical, not, not trying to tackle the problem of mind on the level of mind. Uh, mm, yeah. I think in the book, he says something like the, the emotions are the root behind the thought, right? Yeah. They're coming from those negative thoughts or whatnot are coming from the emotion. So he's, he's giving you like, let's get to the root of it where let's, let's focus on the emotions. Yeah. And, right? yeah, and, mm -hmm. and so that's, it's just so much more efficient than any other method I've used before. Like you can just like make massive progress in a few short minutes of practicing letting go. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, the, the secret part of it too, is like, you're not, you don't have to add something to achieve a higher level. It's, it's just removing obstacles. So mm -hmm. when you, when you let okay. go, you actually are raising your consciousness level. So it's, mm -hmm. it, that's what, that's the part that makes it effortless, effortless, right? Is because it's just like dropping something. It's the release of effort, not an increase sure. in effort. So it's, it's efficient and effortless. Um, so those to me are like really, really great tools. Right. That kind of reminds me of uh, Taoism. Uh, mm. What's it called? I think it's called the concept of like Wu Wei. I'm not. I might be wrong here, but it's uh, it's sort of this effortless attunement with the Tao. It's not action it's like through non-action. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it sounds like a pretty uh, interesting approach there. Yeah, um, I, I also felt like it, it, you know, connected with Taoism in that sense too. In that, you know. It's, it's not effort. And this is, we were talking about meditation earlier. This is where people make the mistake in meditation is they put so much effort into meditation and it's like the opposite, uh, of how it should feel or where, where, you know, how it should actually be if you're, you know, doing it correctly. Cause it's the release of effort. Mm -hmm. Right. It's letting go, not, um, holding on to your exactly. fighting against. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. A lot of people, that's a good one. A lot of people are like, uh, meditation is me fighting my mind and holding on to this, you know, yeah. cycle rather than just going in and letting go, focusing yeah. on that, you know, yeah. release. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Um, how would you say that you apply these teachings from this book in your own life? Maybe you could give uh, an example or anecdote or something like that, that shows how you use the, the, the information. Um, well, I, I guess I did give a few examples. Like I released, mm. I released an old story from childhood that even wasn't not even consciously aware of, you know, until I started reading this mm -hmm. book about like, it's not enough. My whole story about like, it's not enough living in poverty. Cause you know, here's the interesting thing too, is what we hold in our mind is what we draw into our reality. So even an unconscious belief, like it's not enough kind of like holds you in a state of poverty. Sure. Um, sure. So that, that's been a, a huge release um, and letting go of my nihilistic tendencies, my cynical tendencies uh, around <laughs> the world and everyone else. And, um, just every day you, you, you use it because you're going you're gonna to go out into the world and you're going to interact with people and you know, you're going to be waiting on the bus and it's going to be 10 minutes late and you're going to be like, meh. It's cold. Bus driver, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You can right. you can choose to focus or embrace those emotions, right? Yeah. And hold on to those. Or so, yeah. you can sort of shift your, you can let go, Just as you let, mentioned, and shift to a so, more expansive. Yeah. So right? letting go is, is um, kind of like a technique you use all day, every day, um, throughout the day. Um, and you know, being, and that's where, that's kind of what, where I was talking about, like being your higher consciousness, you have to be, when you're high, your higher consciousness, you're aware that you're the listening. So when your thoughts creep in about the bus driver's an asshole, cause he's late, um, you recognize, oh, that's just my mind talking. I don't have to believe that mm. I'm going to let that go. Um, so being, being conscious of it and like understanding about letting go. And recognizing when you have negative emotions welling up. Uh, sure, sure. That's yeah. what I think the value of having a meditation practice or um, like you said, you practice that letting go technique sort of visualization and whatnot. I think that a value of doing something like this consistently daily for me personally was that I'm able to, as you mentioned, you know, awareness while you are at the bus stop and you're about to get pissed off because the bus driver's an asshole or what what have you, right? Um, the more that you do these practices, it kind of bleeds into your daily life and you're more aware or you, you're, you have, uh, you're able to recognize these patterns, right? That sort of meditative visualization practice that you're talking about can bleed into the other areas so that you're aware when you're kind of um, start harboring those emotions or thoughts or those loops that you get into. And you're able to pull, you know, let go of that. Yeah, well, like, like specifically fear is one of our greatest problem causes, fear and anger. Uh, like think of, think of a job interview and how when, sure. when you're really nervous about that job interview, is your performance during the job interview better or worse? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's worse. It's Obviously the, more, better, the more fear yeah. you have, the worse your performance is going to be during that job interview. Whereas like if you're able to let go of all that fear, suddenly it looks like confidence. Sure, and, sure. and you're going to do much better. So these negative emotions actually get into our, get into our life and prevent us from performing our best in like many, many, uh, ways like the, uh, ego neediness that comes into dating, right. Mm -hmm. That generates sure. like, uh, conflict and it makes like the girl run away because she feels like you're, you know, you need her to make you happy or <laughs> whatever and same right 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 and, right and you 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 know you even like come into that date with that nervousness and that neediness and it's definitely going to decrease you know the chances that things are going to go well sure 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 that's why i think um on another level people need to be somewhat aware of what they what kind of content they consume we were talking about the news earlier right or um you know, especially with the internet out there, there's so much information. There's a, it's information overload, right? So um, there's a bunch of information like, oh, women are bitches. What do they call that? Like the red pill stuff. Red pill it's stuff. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, you can choose to complain like women are just trying to screw you over and get uh, money out of you or whatever. There's all these thoughts. I, right? There's a all lot these, of it. Um, and that's why like, I have a hard time staying in um, chat groups. Uh, you know, it's the same thing with like, there's this kind of online where even worse than we are in in-person. <laughs> uh, sure, sure, sure. It's Yeah, because you're anonymous, right? But it's like, uh, yeah, it's like I've seen these, there's like Reddit and all these forums or whatnot, right? And, uh, you know, women are evil and they're trying to steal money out of you and they only care about your looks or whatever. There's all these things out there, right? Yeah. And then it's like, I read this and I'm like, man, it makes you feel like, God, women must just be these evil, uh, you know, yeah. devil conning. Yeah, and how, <laughs> how are you going to interact with, right? with, yeah, with then, women in, if that's how you feel about them? It's not – what do you right. – here's the thing, once again – that which we focus on in our mind is that which we bring into our life. So what kind sure, of women do you sure. think we'll it, actually be meeting <laughs> when, when you think that way? Uh, yeah, you attract, you, you know, you attract what you are, you attract what you think. It yeah. gives you certain glasses that you view interactions and you're, you start looking for, that's the thing where it's uh, the old hermetic axiom, right? Where your attention goes, energy flows. So yeah. you're putting all your only the negative and then when you meet a woman perhaps in this context for this analogy mm. then you're only looking for the negative and then you're just going to keep confirming like see i knew it right yeah. whereas like uh like for me like I, I will read stuff like this and i'll just laugh about it and then i'll go out and i'll meet a woman you know or talk to a co-worker or a student or whatever right and i'll be like well they're very nice people i mean yeah. like i don't yeah. know this is like the opposite of my experience i'm, I'm always I'm trying focused. to find like the best the best in people um whatever the circumstances sure sure bring out the best in people rather than bringing out the worst and focusing on the half glass empty or what yeah. have you right so yeah. that's uh that's one thing that uh, he says later in the book it starts I, I forget which chapter this is it might be desire or it might be um a later chapter but he's he talks about our you know our goal um with dating or the, with anybody really is to be of service to go into any situation with the question of like how can i be of service in this situation how can i give rather than take sure and when we, sure when and that changes everything yeah, and that changes, that changes everything and when you when you give when you give to the universe when you give to the world in a sense, you're giving to yourself and, you, you know, don't do it out of a desire to get, but at the same time, things flow back to you. Sure, sure. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, it really is kind of a choice, right? It is really where you put your focus. It reminds me of like uh, Bill Hicks, an old comedian who died a long time ago. I'm but familiar with Hicks. He always said it was like a choice. Uh, what's that? I'm familiar. Definitely. He's a Texan. Oh wow, that's right. Yeah, was he? Wasn't he from? Uh, I read his biography. I think he was from Austin, which is your the town you're in, right? That is correct. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he always said it was like a choice between fear and love. You know, you can you can turn on the TV. It's like war, killing, rape. The world <laughs> sucks. You know, like, and then he's like, wait a minute. He's like, I step outside my house. Birds are chirping. Beautiful people yeah. walking around. Great music. He's like, wait a minute. What's going on? It's like it's where you put your where you choose to really you know live out of what state you focus on yeah right? yeah we, we have to be right? we have to be careful about that and we have to take personal responsibility uh for that and we were talking earlier about like what's the value of it um like when i was off the path you know you're well carl jung talks about self-actualization i think even maslow talks about self-actualization as like part of our human hierarchy of needs so mm -hmm whether you're conscious or unconscious of it, you know, you're, you have a need for self-actualization. And when you're off the path, when you're out of your ethics, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're, you're, you, you can go into a negative state an unhealthy negative state. Sure. So it is, uh, important. Like, uh, we think about Anthony Bourdain or other, famous people that you're like, they have everything in their life. Why would they, you know, be so miserable as to take their own life? Um, sure. It's because, sure. you know, they, they didn't, the spiritual path is the, is the main path and everything else flows from there. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's a good uh, analogy. Totally agree. Um, 
Okay. Who would you uh, recommend this book to, per se? I mean, I guess everyone, since it's sort of... (laughs) I would definitely recommend everybody uh, check it out, no matter (laughs) where you think you are. Um, Because, like, like after having read many books, I think it's the most efficient way to approach the issue. Um, Then, you know, if you want to understand... You know, I have I have an advantage, and maybe or similar. We're like we've read so many other things that we can read this, and we like know what he's talking about. Maybe not everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> would have sure, that. Sure. Um, and I also have had the experience of like becoming one with the universe. So when they when he talks about the higher levels of consciousness, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I have experience with that. So I know the truth mm-hmm. of it. But other people may not. Um, but you, you can read a book that you don't understand fully and then read other books that will help you. Like Eckhart Tolle is really good at describing what the ego is. Mm-hmm. Um, Byron Katie's really good at, you know, how to tackle negative thinking and negative thoughts. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh's book, The Heart of Buddhism, talks about like how to be in the world and, you know, mm. educate you on the Four Noble Truths yeah. and the Eightfold Path in a really clear way. Yeah, his books are great. I don't remember the series, but there's a, uh, he has these little tiny books. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, uh, God, I forgot the name of them right now. It's like how to eat, how to walk, how (laughs) to sit. I don't know. No, but these are, these are really good books. Like they're little tiny, like hard to explain. They're like almost like these little tiny anecdotes, but so clearly and beautifully written, you know? Yeah. I I got from him. Too. And in his book, he talks about like, you know, med- med- this is again about meditation. He's like, med- meditation is your, your every action all, all day. So like there's dishwashing mm-hmm. meditation, right? <laughs> like just yeah, being exactly, fully into the exactly. moment while you're doing the action. And I found that, um, you know, having released all this negative energy after listening where I'm like, what would used to be like, uh, cleaning my house. I'm, I like, I'm enjoying it. I like cleaning up it makes me feel good and that's another person jordan peterson that i got a lot from and you know the the whole Mm -hmm. clean up your room it has value uh sure and and it is it's it's a form of meditation done the right way done properly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay good so i guess the listeners have uh some other books that they can kind of uh maybe are there, is there any other books you'd recommend too i mean you just gave quite a lot of recommendations yeah they'll probably be busy for a while but uh um, any other final thoughts or books or anything uh, uh david i would say david goggins um i mm-hmm. think a lot of what he says is still the mind the level of mind and the level of ego but it's also stoicism restated so mm. David Goggins was a definitely a big help for me when I was going through a really hard time. So if you're at a hard point, you know, mm-hmm. it's his, his thing is about being personally responsible for your own emotions, your own emotional state and your own actions. So that's, mm. that's another one that I'd say like has value. Um, and like, I didn't actually read Jordan Peterson's book, but I liked his, <laughs> his podcasts. So listening to like the, uh, Rogan podcast with Jordan Peterson, Mm-hmm. Uh, was, was okay, yeah, and, that's and other like interviews and talks he did i just saw him on um uh russell brand really good interview there too yeah what's his uh russell brand has a podcast called uh, under something the skin? The skin under, oh, under the, the skin. skin that's it i couldn't quite make out that <laughs> letter under the shin doesn't quite make under the sense. Shin. yeah <laughs> this is uh yeah i really like that um yeah. i think that now he has them i think you have to pay to see the full episode now they used to all be available i believe but well he, has, um, he let he let like some of the older ones out onto youtube so like i just watched his full interview with um eckhart tolle which Eckhart Tolle gives a really good summary of his like ego definitions, and this uh, this is what I like about Russell Brand is he also just shuts the fuck up and lets the other guy talk. So mm-hmm. it's like ninety percent um, Eckhart Tolle summarizing you know ego and the issues with ego, and uh, yeah, the Jordan Peterson one was also very interesting, and it's it's like eighty percent Jordan Peterson. Nice, nice. Yeah, he's a good uh, facilitator of yeah. just, you know, bringing out the best teachings of that yeah. person. So that's and, good. Very yeah, good. If, and Russell Brand's another good one to look at. Like I said, like I've been really impressed with like his discussions of relationships, like the problems and how to be good in relationships. 
Um, and and like, I like, I really like a very important one he talks about is communication. Um, and always being always in uh, communication, like to, to develop relationships. So like being of service to your partner, being in communication, honesty creates intimacy. Um, mm. all the, all those things are important when it comes to like building and growing, uh, you know, mm-hmm. close relationships. And that, and that's not just dating. That's like with other human beings in your life as well. Sure, sure, sure. And he's also a very funny comedian too. He's also funny. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got he's got it all going on for him all around. So that helps. Uh, all around cool guy, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, I think we pretty much covered everything, and uh, maybe in the future we can. Uh, it's kind of fun to go over a book like this and sort of the main teachings and everything. And I know we have a lot of uh, similar interests. So maybe in the future, there'll be another book we can, uh, you know, summarize or discuss and uh, talk about what we got out of it or something like that. That'd be fun too. Yeah. uh, Feel free to send me any uh, recommended reading. Also, Um, I always seek to improve and there's always like, you know, one, one new thing or a few new things you learn from a great teacher, um, that help, you know, enhance your own practice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Kind of deepen it. Just, uh, sometimes you read a book and it's like one thing, but that one thing is huge, right? Very valuable. Like, yeah. That one little, like you were saying, like going from the mind to focusing on emotions, like that sort of that one shift was like key, right? Just, I mean, that's, if you have to kind so, of summarize from this yeah, book. So right? efficient, like just massively increases your spiritual efficiency which cannot be underestimated because you know like once again there's people who are like meditating for two hours a day and getting like nothing out of it or Mm -hmm. like do it but it's like a struggle and they have to do it every day because it's like doesn't last them um so yeah i i appreciate efficiency um and Mm -hmm. and yeah with with toll i love him but it's harder to hold on and he's less good at defining specific practices for you to achieve those states. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. That, okay. Byron Katie is good for like tackling mind at the level of mind. And, and this one's definitely good for uh, leveling up how you uh, tackle the issue of like getting closer to your spiritual state. Okay, cool. All right, so I think we'll uh, wrap it up here, but uh, until next time. It's been awesome.